the Bible Study Podcast, episode 142. Today, the Bible Study Podcast continues the study of Acts with chapters 4 and 5. Welcome to the Bible Study Podcast. Last week we left off in chapter 4 at verse 31, and so we're going to continue on with chapter 4 in verse 32. All the believers were one in heart and mind. No one claimed that any of his possessions was his own, but they shared everything they had. With great power, the apostles continued to testify to the resurrection of the Lord Jesus, and much grace was upon them all. There were no needy persons among them, for from time to time those who owned lands or houses sold them, brought the money from the sales, and put it at the apostles' feet, and it was distributed to anyone as he had need. Joseph, a Levi from Cyprus, whom the apostles called Barnabas, which means son of encouragement, sold a field he owned and brought the money and put it at the apostles' feet. Notice as we start talking about the early church that we can't talk about the church without talking about how they care for one another. This is a theme that will persist throughout the book of Acts as we look at how the church is dealing with one another. Before Paul starts his fourth missionary journey, he comes back with an offering for the church in Jerusalem that's going through a famine. So it extends to a larger place than just within the local church. But basically, As the people here are called by God to become the church, to become the body of Christ, they care for one another. And this is a central theme in the church, or it should be. As we get in here into the Christmas season, this is the theme that caused someone called St. Nicholas to give his possessions to the poor. And this is a theme that Luke, who is the writer of this letter, uses to introduce Barnabas. Now, it's interesting, Barnabas is not his name, his name is Joseph, but he is so identified with this title, this nickname that he has been given, that I honestly couldn't remember what his original name was. He will be called Barnabas throughout the rest of this book, and Barnabas is a very central player in the story of Acts. And he's an interesting person. I don't know that we will find, by the time we're finishing the book, that he is ever quoted And yet his encouragement is responsible, I believe, for two of the four Gospels. Now, if you think you know which two, leave a comment on this episode at thebiblestudypodcast.com and tell me which two you think I'm talking about. We should know, before the end of the book, which two I am attributing to Barnabas. Barnabas is an encourager. He is so much an encourager that people basically call him that. They don't call him Joseph anymore. They call him son of encouragement. And it makes me wonder what people would call to our faces or behind our back, you and I. Are we sons of encouragement, daughters of encouragement, or are we sons of complaint? Are we daughters of gossip? Are we sons of argument? This is a central character of this person, Joseph, and people are changed by his encouragement. And we will look at two within the course of Acts who are changed by his encouragement in a way that profoundly affects the church. And then continuing on in Acts chapter 5, Ananias and Sapphira. Now a man named Ananias, together with his wife Sapphira, also sold a piece of property. With his wife's full knowledge, he kept back part of the money for himself, but brought the rest and put it at the apostles' feet. 
Then Peter said, Ananias, how is it that Satan has so filled your heart that you have lied to the Holy Spirit and have kept for yourself some of the money you received for the land? Didn't it belong to you before it was sold? And after it was sold, wasn't the money at your disposal? What made you think of doing such a thing? You have not lied to men, but to God. When Ananias heard this, he fell down and died. And great fear seized all who heard what had happened. Then the young men came forward, wrapped up his body, and carried him out and buried him. About three hours later, his wife came in, not knowing what had happened. Peter asked her, Tell me, is this the price you and Ananias got for the land? Yes, she said, this is the price. Peter said to her, How could you agree to test the Spirit of the Lord? Look, the feet of the men who buried your husband are at the door, and they will carry you out also. At that moment, she fell down at his feet and died. Then the young man came in and, finding her dead, carried her out and buried her beside her husband. Great fear seized the whole church and all who heard about these events. Well, I would think so. And they should make us uncomfortable as well. As I suspect, the preceding end of the fourth chapter made a number of us uncomfortable. Because In the end of the fourth chapter, it says that they cared for one another, that they didn't hold their possessions to be their own, and they went out and sold their possessions if somebody needed something. Doesn't that sound rather socialist? That sounds different from our understanding, especially those of us who are here in the U.S. and the church that we belong to. It's different from what we generally practice. And it is something I would have to say that we as an individualist society are probably uncomfortable with. And if we weren't uncomfortable with that, how can we not be uncomfortable with this story? Now, what is the problem with Ananias and Sapphira? They are more generous than most. They sold the land and they gave some of the proceeds to the church. Now, if I get a windfall, if I get some stock dividend that pays off, I will do what they did. I will give some of the proceeds to the church and I will keep the rest. Am I any different than Ananias and Sapphira? Well, one difference seems to be, he says, hopefully, that Ananias and Sapphira conspired, that they appeared to be saying to the apostles, here is the money for the land. That they, my impression is, and this is a guess here, that they could have said, here's half the money for the land and and we've kept the rest, or maybe not. But they are judged because they have tried to lie to God. But this is a story still that makes me uncomfortable, because this is a story that says, whose possessions are these? Are these my possessions, or are these God's possessions given to me for stewardship? And in Ananias and Sapphira's case, it wasn't that they said these are mine. They could have kept the land and lived. But that they couldn't quite figure out whose these were. And that is something that should challenge us. It should challenge how we hold money and whether money is more important for us than God. Because that's really, I think, the issue here. Whose God is there? They kept the money probably for security. 
like I save up money for retirement. And yet, in this case at least, that brings to them judgment. And we're going to read one more set of verses and then we'll stop for today. The apostles healed many. The apostles performed many miraculous signs and wonders among the people. And all the believers used to meet together in Solomon's colonnade. No one else dared join them, even though they were highly regarded by the people. Nevertheless, more and more men and women believed in the Lord and were added to their number. As a result, people brought the sick into the streets and laid them on beds and mats, so that at least Peter's shadow might fall on some of them as he passed by. Crowds gathered also from the towns around Jerusalem, bringing their sick and those tormented by evil spirits, and all of them were healed. So the apostles are out and amongst the people. They are publicly known. They are being given power through the Holy Spirit to conduct miracles and especially healing. And they are held in high regard. This, as you may suspect, is going to bring them in conflict with the religious leaders. And that's what we'll get to next week. And so come back next week for another study of the Bible Study Podcast. And again, if you want to leave a comment on thebiblestudypodcast.com with what two Gospels you think I might be crediting to the encouragement of Barnabas, then do that. If you have a question, feel free to send me an email at host at thebiblestudypodcast.com. And as always, thanks so much for listening. Is life feeling chaotic? I get it. I'm Rachel Wojo, host of the Untangling Life podcast. Don't miss the passionate encouragement and faith-based resources you need to help you clear your head and calm your heart. As Shell says, it feels like Rachel always knows what I need to hear. She keeps it real and is so humble. Her podcast is just the cherry on top. Enjoy Untangling Life with Rachel Wojo on lifeaudio.com or your favorite podcast app now.